0: Hello fellow listeners, welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. And today, before we get this podcast started off, first of all, just wanted to say don't forget to rate the podcast. Also, follow the podcast because you get notifications when the new episodes drop. And then also share the podcast. This podcast helped a lot of people, so... If it's helped you, well then definitely it's always nice to share all these things that help us to inspire us to be better. So definitely gonna give a shout out to Jared's. Um Jared's for sure. Why Jared's? Well, big elephant in the room, everybody always has a problem with jewelry and everything, and it's always one main reason. Everybody likes jewelry. In some way, shape, or form, it's just what your taste and style is towards some type of jewelry. Now Elephant in the room is always conflict, right? Blood diamond, where did it come from? The beautiful thing about Jared's is they are conflict-free diamonds because they own their own minds. Also, the grading companies that they deal with are conflict-free companies, so you never have to worry about that. They're reputable businesses. Now, Jared's is five times the size, so that means five times the selection. Also, they have a lifetime guarantee, which is very important because a lifetime guarantee from a company this big is good because other companies, and I know many people have done this, where they go and they, they're so happy about the lifetime guarantee, never having to worry about it, and then, boom, the business closes down. And because they're a small company, it's gone. Then you have to go get it insured to another place, and that's always a hassle. Also, they have a faster turnaround time on resize and rings, which is half hour to a day, and heavier repairs are usually about two days. This is big because smaller businesses will take up to two weeks on some jobs. So, this is kind of difficult because they need to get a courier to come pick up the ring, then the jeweler, it needs to get to the jeweler, the jeweler needs to fix it, and then vice versa, you know, till it all kind of gets transported around. You finally get your ring. So, you need a quick job, an engagement. Usually, when you get an engagement ring, Most girls have the scenario where you get the engagement ring. The last thing you want when you first get an engagement ring, if they got the ring size wrong, is for you to wait two weeks without your beautiful brand new engagement ring. So that sucks. Now, why jewelry? Well, because it's a great investment and I bought all my jewelry. I'm not just saying this because I truly like Jared's, but I bought all my jewelry there. Um, Stocks close. So as far as investment wise, stocks close, jewelry never does. So it's definitely a good thing. So, uh, definitely listening on the podcast halfway through or towards the end. It all depends where I decide to drop it. I'm going to be explaining how to be able to get your offer, your deal, right? That Jared has worked out for all the Food for Thought podcast listeners. So, and uh, if you like the Valentine's Day special, share them with other people. Hopefully, this inspires you towards the last day where I'm going to be explaining what exactly the true essence of love is. <clears throat> so, we last left off we last left off on love is kind so what's one thing that's very important uh first we had said uh love is patient day one day two love is kind now this one's jumping a little bit forward but this is day seven now remember i'm just picking and choosing certain things that are going to be seven episodes for valentine's day so day seven is love believes the best now we have two different separate rooms that we have specifically for our loved ones right you have your appreciation room and you have your depreciation room the the place where you know an appreciation room is the place where you write all the beautiful things that you love about your spouse right how good looking he or she is all the hard work that they do they provide for the family they cook they clean um Play with the kids get construction stuff done around the house these are all the major qualities that you look over and you enjoy but now there's another room <clears throat> and this other room is called the depreciation room we're gonna call it to the these two separate rooms so it might sound a little bit cheesy but kind of flow with it for a little bit so you see how it affects us so much psychologically in the end now the depreciation room is where you write all your bad thoughts about somebody about the spouse every bad thought, everything that they do wrong, the sneeze, the way that they sneeze and maybe they don't turn the right way, um, the way that maybe as they're driving, they're very inconsiderate and you're telling them to slow down, and they don't. I mean, every little minor detail thing, this affects us tremendously and you may think not, but let's start off with the appreciation because this one is a little bit easier and this is where... um, It's harder for us to kind of recognize these things because in the beginning, when you first are dating, engaged, or even in the first year of marriage, it's very easy for you to look at this appreciation room. Because you look at this appreciation room and you spend nights there when you're first dating somebody. You live there. I mean, every night you stay up thinking about this person, how good looking they are, how charming he was, how he opens the door, how he said, bless you when you sneezed. I don't know, the dumbest things ever, but the appreciation room, when you're dating, you spend every night there, every hour, every second, just thinking of all the great qualities. In fact, you live in La La Land. The depreciation room doesn't even exist for you when you're dating this person. And the appreciation room is nice because this is the room of all the positive in your wife, in your husband. Um, This is where every great quality gets put in. But of course, as time goes by, it gets harder and harder to live in this appreciation room. Because the truth is, as human beings, we are so flawed. We have, in our nature, is like a malignant side of us, right? There's always something, right? So natural for us to be evil in some way. I mean, you may disagree with me, but truth be told, if it's in your nature to be good, somebody punches you, you give them a hug, right? If that's your nature. But your nature truly is, is not as good as what you may assume it might be. So if somebody punches you your nature is going to be either to hit them back, get angry, right? Even if you don't hit them, the fact that you're angry, it doesn't mean that you have a good nature. Anger is considered an evil nature, right? So We see how, as time goes by, we begin to realize the human being that's really living, that's been, this mask that this human being's wearing, this Martian that you've been living with that you thought was a human being, and you're realizing, oh my God, they're not what I thought they were. So now this depreciation room begins to grow because you're realizing the things that you've never seen before, the socks that they throw on the floor, the fact that they don't flush the toilet, the fact that they pee and it goes all over the toilet and they never clean it, they never cook, they never say hi to you. They never say goodbye to you when they leave. The fact that they don't bother to clean and shovel your driveway or I don't know, whatever it is, they don't get you a cup of water or they buy themselves a snack and don't think about you after you always think about them. I mean, whatever thing you want to think about, everything that's absolutely negative goes into this depreciation room and this room grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And it gets so big that it's almost impossible to be able to fathom how big this room gets. Now here, this room is filled with weakness and failures of your spouse. I mean, bad habits, hateful words come out of this room. This, this room is like the Pablo Picasso of rooms of, of, of how negative a human being could ever be. You found new ways, found new words in the Webster's Dictionary to be able to describe how bad of a human being this spouse is. And, it, and it's interesting because stay in this room long enough and you get depressed. It's interesting because in psychology, those who live in the future are always anxious, right? Because they're always thinking of the future. And those who live in the past are always depressed. Now, this room is filled with things with they, of what they've done in the past, and this causes depression, literally inside of you. So because if this sadness kicks up, you start to think to yourself, why did I marry him slash her? Why? I mean, look how sad I am. Look how depressed I am. In this room, this is where you rehearse statements for the next fight. I mean, you begin to plot. All right, if they say this, this is what I'm going to say next time next time he comes to me with this attitude i'm going to say this immediately i mean we're we're we're, we're human beings that plot these little things subliminally unsubliminally i, I don't know I'm, I'm going to put his coffee or make this but do it like this i'm going to show him that i'm mad i'm going to show him that i'm bothered you know this is where violent plans are schemed and, and when you think violent you think to yourself well oh, like actual physical violence no no no. there's other forms of violence. And violent plans are schemed here, thinking about all the things that they do wrong. Wondering, why did I waste my time with this human being? The thought of divorce begins right here. The thought of breakup begins right here. The thought of stopping this engagement begins right here in this room. So, it's funny because, you know, you think it's all true. And it is. Everything that's in that room is true. But so are the things in the appreciation room. You know, it's, it's interesting how we are so grotesque with our spouse and so easy on ourselves. I mean, we put our spouse, our girlfriend, our boyfriend, the fiance under a magnifying glass of all the flaws that they are. And it's interesting how we don't look at our own flaws and those of you who are, who are listening to this podcast right now are probably thinking, no, but this person is like this. You don't know him. No, you probably don't know yourself then. Because either either you're marrying the wrong human being, which you should not be marrying, or dating the wrong person, which you should not be dating. Or you know that they're the right person, but you put them under a magnifying glass because you want them to be absolutely perfect just for you. But yet we don't look at our own flaws. Do you think you're so perfect? I say you like to whoever's listening to the podcast, but I also take it for myself. But do you think you're so perfect that you do absolutely no wrong? Do you think that they don't have a list in an appreciation room, in a depreciation room of themselves about you? And if your list is big, don't you think their list is probably pretty big too? Have you ever thought to ask them? what do you not like about me you know but the the important thing is is you ch- we have to begin to choose to not live there to stop running to this room every moment that things get tough and then you put another list another 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 uh bullet point in this room this is why we had said in the first podcast, learn to guide your heart. Learn to rein in those thoughts. Practice, you know, leashing these negative thoughts and and pulling them back in. And force yourself to go into the appreciation room. The only time you should go into this depreciation room is to write covered in love. And that's what Love Dare says. And I I like the way it says that. You're going to walk into that room just to put covered in love. Because we're all flawed Every single one of us in this world is absolutely flawed. And this is what's happening. This what's destroying our world. We all forgot that we all make mistakes. And I'm not saying every mistake is absolutely okay. There's some that yes, like are, are so bad. They must be dealt with. But overall, we all make small minor mistakes. So in the love there. They they have something very interesting that I think it's very good for you to try if you get the chance. If you get the chance, make two lists. One list is going to have all the good things that your spouse has. and And try to write all the good things, okay? And then on the second list, try to write all the negative things that you don't like about your spouse. And watch how easy it is to make that negative list. And don't try to be that one person who sits there and goes, oh, it's going to be so easy for me, and then you're going to go and try really hard to make all the positive lists. No, no, no. Do this naturally. And watch how much negative things pop up. If you're newly married or newly dating or newly engaged, well, this is probably going to be maybe your your appreciation room list is going to be a lot bigger. But if you have anything in the depreciation room, that's already a sign that that room is going to get way bigger. So it's, this is important, brothers. Let's, let's learn to allow the other one to be a human. You look at their flaws and realize that we all make mistakes. And inspire them through love to allow them to be better. We don't tell them what to do. We don't give them moralisms. We don't say do this, do that, do this, do that. But what you do is you just be the person. Be the person that you want to see in the other. Stop looking at them and pointing a finger and just look at yourself. Love believes the best. We have to. Because if hope is gone, then forget about it. Then we might as well just all assassinate each other. And that's the truth. Because if you think every single person in this world is negative and everything is negative about everybody, then what's the point? We need to believe that every human being in the depths of their heart desires the best for the world, for us, for those. I think there's such a small percentage, such a minor small percentage. And I think that they have some psychological problems that truly want to see absolute evil in this world. I think some bad, evil things that are done in this world, they're done because there was a good desire in the end and then it all flipped. Do you think Marxism started because you know karl marx you know marxism is 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 to say that everybody right the the every everything is being controlled by the government in even distribution of everything do you think Karl Marx when he first thought of this was hey you know let's let's do this you know let's let, let, let's create this because I want to corrupt the world no he wanted equality for everybody because he saw how the government was taking more and then other rich people were taking more and some people a massive amount of of the bottom dwellers you know were having absolutely nothing and starving karl marx didn't start it with that idea he wanted good but then when his plan got put into reality right the example country the example city chenitz or something i think that's the name of the city something like that somewhere in germany i think it is I mean, once it was put into practice it was it, it, it was such a flaw that they keep his statue up to remind themselves that Marxism will never reign again. This happens with all of us. I think we all have good intentions do you not Do you not think that your husband or spouse, when they first got married, their desire was to love you for the rest of their lives and be the absolute best spouse? Do you think that when you make those vows and you stand up there for 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 better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, in, in sickness and in health. Do you think you say that because you, they hated you? No, they said that because that's what they wanted to do. And then along the way, things got hard and they forgot why they started this journey with you in the first place. Love believes the best. So make two lists and see which one's bigger and then try to make, start looking at all the great things that they do. You'll be surprised how many amazing things your spouse does and you've never noticed. Girlfriend, boyfriend, Beyonce, whatever it is. So <clears throat> before you finish off, just want to give for all the local listeners. So for New London, Norwich, New Haven County, each one of these counties, right, that are local to Waterford, there's going to be a Levion event happening on February 23rd in one Dayton place in Waterford, Connecticut. So it's February 23rd. Now, the beautiful thing about Le'Veon is that they have the top 5% of jewelry, quality jewelry in the world, so the most beautiful things come out of their minds. So they're also a conflict-free company because they own the Argyle Mines in Australia, which produce some of the most beautiful, beautiful stones and diamonds. They're a 500-year-old family-run business. So they're one of the oldest business in history, which is a big thing. It's a big thing to say about the company. They're also in charge of the, uh, the crown jewels of Persia. So it shows that those are some of the most beautiful jewels in and. Persia decides to leave them in charge of those also um whatever product that you buy you will be buying one of 20 one of 10 one of 50 i mean it's it's unique quality jewelry that you're going to be getting on that day also only on that day you're going to be getting 20% off only on that day so if you look at something something looks beautiful and you go ah oh, let me think about it and come back tomorrow forget it 20% is off the table and 20% is a lot if you are going to propose to your girlfriend and you want to buy a great engagement ring, this is the time to buy it because twenty percent off out of two thousand dollars three thousand dollars that 's two you know two hundred out of a thousand that 's four hundred out of two thousand and that 's six hundred out of three thousand dollars twenty percent is a lot of money that 's money for you to buy to set up. To I don't know go on a beautiful dinner date take them out go all out so 20% is a lot of money also if you're on a tight budget they have many things that are under thousand dollars and if you don't have the money right up front well they also have a credit card that most people get approved for so for an average of about $700 uh, of let's say credit that you use you're going to be paying about $35 a month which is really really good now only for the podcast listeners Okay, so for the Food for Thought podcast listeners, they will be getting a one carat chocolate quartz cushion cut loose gemstone, which is beautiful. And how do you get it? You can do whatever you want with this stone. You can put on a pendant. You can put on a ring. How do you get it? You just tell them the Food for Thought podcast sent you. So before we let you go, don't forget to rate because it definitely helps put you on the top of the list. And then on top of that, share. So it helps always, you know, these things are nice and it helps inspire us. We all have to inspire each other to be better people. Sometimes we get down and somebody needs to pick you up. So share the podcast. And also don't forget to follow if you're on Apple. If not, subscribe if you're on another platform so that you can get updates constantly of all the new episodes that are coming out. So until then, God bless.